Well, late yesterday on the social media platform, formerly known as Twitter, now known as X, former Premier Christy Clark had this post, and I will read it. It's hard to imagine a slower response to BC's wildfires than the one we have just witnessed. A weeks-long delay to declare a state of emergency is way too long. We know wildfires are going to happen here. Why was BC so woefully underprepared? Well, Christy Clark, former Premier of the province, joins me now. Christy, thanks so much for being with us and uh, great to talk with you again. Yeah, nice to be back and, and speaking with you, Bruce. I I, you know, my heart, I, you, I represented West Kelowna, as you know. Indeed you did. I know I'm, my heart is just breaking for so many friends and people that I know in that region, up at Shushwap as well, and Scotch Creek. This has just been absolutely devastating for people. And, you know, I think it, it's incumbent on all of us to think about, okay, how do we do this better? Because clearly... The government's response to these firefighters did not meet the test that it, it, it needed to meet. You know, I get a little bit frustrated when I see newser after newser where three quarters of the newser is patting yourself on the back. And that's not to say that the people fighting the fires aren't heroes. They definitely are. But there was uh, a lack of information going forward and this is not even in the past leading up to the fires, but a lack of information and delays at a time when people really wanted to get more information. Is this part of your frustration or is it uh, totally focused on not being prepared in the first place? Well, I think it's both, Bruce. I mean, I think that the problem is, is really multifaceted here. So I think on the one hand, the government was not planning for this. And which is seems crazy, given we know how climate change is affecting forest fires all around the world. We see it everywhere. We've seen it happening in British Columbia more intensely every year. They could have planned better for this. I think that, you know, in terms of having more planes available to fight the fires, have a new strategy to make sure that we're really controlling some wildfires before they become a problem for urban centers. But then there's also, you know, I think you're right. We should be, government should be communicating really um, intently and purposefully with the public who are going to be affected about how they can help. And, you know, you talk to the people up at Scotch Creek, up in, in North Shushwap there, they, they've been prevented from going back to their properties to try and protect them when BC Wildfire Service has been pulled out. And, you know, maybe there are things we can do to allow people who are in fire zones to actually help and you know and make make citizens part of the solution you can't always do that people shouldn't be in situations that are too dangerous for them but for goodness sakes i just think that everything just about everything that could have gone wrong with government's response to this did go wrong and um thank goodness we've got as you say those heroes out there on the front lines fighting the fires but i don't think we can keep um, we can keep going on this way. We have to find a new strategy. Christy, remember back in July of 2015, West Kelowna, you took a tour of the area. And at the time, and this is now eight years ago, you said BC must continue to fight climate change, be prepared for wildfires, and have the necessary resources to fight them. Eight years ago. What the hell yeah. happened? I know. it ain't. This ain't new, Bruce. That's the thing. And I, you know, I, the, I, one of the things that 
was a real signal to me that the government was not ready for this, is that they took so long to declare a state of emergency. And I know government's view, because I heard this when I was there, oh, well, we have all the tools that we need, we don't need to do this, yada, yada. Well, you know what? Government does need political people need to call a state of emergency um, sooner rather than later, often, because it gives everybody, it puts everybody um, in, in, in some in different respects, kind of on the front line. It really means that everybody fully engages, whether it's local government, citizens, businesses, um, you name it. Everybody suddenly becomes part of the solution. And the longer you take to call the state of emergency, um, the longer it takes to bring all those forces to bear. And forest fires can't be just fought by the folks out there in the wildfire service. We've all got to be doing contributing in some way or another. And one of those, Bruce, of course, is preparedness throughout the year. So that's going out and making sure that um, communities are, are that houses are being built right, that we're giving tax breaks for the right kind of renovations and landscaping changes that means that houses are less likely to catch on fire, cleaning up the forest floor, all those kinds of things can be done between forest fire seasons. But I, government hasn't put any focus on that at all. And this is the result. You know, Christy, I'm not going to give you a free ride here. I'm going to bring up uh, 2003. Remember the wildfire in uh, Kelowna back then and the report that came out afterwards? You were in government. Did you pick up on those recommendations? You know, I was there for another couple of years after that forest fire. I remember I was in cabinet at the time. And, um, you know, my, my recollection of it was Gordon Campbell when he was the premier, made a huge effort on that front. Now, you know, the whole problem wasn't as acute as it is now. We didn't know how frequent it was going to be. But, I mean, that government introduced carbon legislation, carbon tax legislation, revenue neutral, that was the best, according to the World Bank and, um, and the United Nations, the best in the world to fight climate change. But also went out and worked with communities, you know, what about all that cedar on your roof? Maybe you shouldn't have kindling on the roof of your house because it's probably going to catch fire. Went out and worked to um, support communities in cleaning up the forest floor. So a lot of that work did get done, but I have to apologize, Bruce. After 2005, I went to work at CKNW, and um, I I, I didn't follow it as closely after that. No, I hear you. And uh, there are, you know, ways of looking back into the past, too. Now we're dealing with the future and going forward, and we have to be more prepared. And that was basically what you're getting at in this very short thread on X that you posted. And I understand it. One suggestion coming out is to have maybe a new agency in the province that would be prepared to react very quickly in the case of an emergency. And that suggestion is going a step further than the Provincial Emergency Program. Do you think that may be something that would be warranted? I think it could be. It could be one of the solutions. I'm sure there'll be lots of good ideas that come out, but that would certainly, I mean, certainly work. One of the things that I think we need to do, though, and I said this when I posted on X Twitter, um, maybe we should be thinking about some kind of public inquiry where we are consulting with communities, really getting the best ideas and about how we are going to be prepared. What are the things that we need to do at the end of this fire season so that we are ready for the next one 
anticipating that this problem is only going to get worse and more frequent um, rather than just saying, well, we hope it's not a bad fire season next year, which seems to be what government is doing now. And uh, so I think a complete rethink of the way we do it is important. And then I think it could be a specific agency that is dedicated to, to firefighting because the emergency management um, ministry, which is a ministry that, you know, that I created, um, is also thinking about earthquakes and floods and a whole range of other very different um, uh, phenomena, disaster-related phenomena. But, you know, the forest fire thing is like an earthquake, we should be prepared for it for sure. But how many, you know, every hundred years does that happen? Forest fires are going to happen every year. And we need a new strategy. And the government cannot continue to sit on its heel and just wait for it to, you know, hope it doesn't happen next year. Christy, I hear what you're saying. Got to ask you, do you miss it? Uh, you know, Bruce, I, it's funny, eh? I, people ask me that all the time. And here's what I miss. Well, here's what I don't miss. I don't miss kind of, you know, losing so much time with my family and, and my son. And, you know, I don't miss sometimes the intrusions into my privacy. I don't, I don't miss having people yell at me, <laughs> I guess. But, you know, I do miss how fulfilling it was. There is nothing you can do in your life, I don't think, that is as fulfilling as that kind of public service. And every day, because when you're in government, when you're the premier, you can help change in small ways people's lives for the better every day. And I do miss that part of it um, a lot. But, you know, it's one of those peak experiences. Maybe I'll never have an experience as great as that again, but I really, I, I loved doing it. And... Are you going I'm to run for MP? <laughs> yeah, which I knew. I knew that's where this was going, Bruce. I don't have any plans to get back into politics. I have a, I have a, I have a, a pretty nice private life right now, and I. But I sure still really care a lot about our province and the people in it, those communities I used to represent. And I, all I want now is to maybe you know be a small voice who's recommending ways to make sure that we can look after people better. Christy Clark, nobody would ever say that you're a small voice. Not then, not now. (laughs) Thank you so much for your time. Always a pleasure. We'll have to get together and chat. I'd be delighted, Bruce. Thank you very much for having me.